and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of Competition and Markets Authority and Pfizer. The citation for this case is 2022 UKSC 14. And this case is about how costs operate in relation to public bodies. The appellants, Pfizer, are a well-known pharmaceutical company who were fined by the Competition and Markets Authority for breaching the Competition Act 1998 in relation to prescription epilepsy drugs. They appealed to the Competition Appeal Tribunal and were partially successful. However, the interesting thing for the sake of these proceedings was that the Appeal Tribunal made a costs order such that the Competition and Markets Authority has to pay a proportion of Pfizer's costs. The legal basis for this costs order was Rule 104.2 of the Competition Appeal Tribunal Rules 2015, which say the Appeal Tribunal may, quote, make any order it thinks fit in relation to the payment of costs, end quote. The rule also outlines a variety of factors for the Appeal Tribunal to take into account when making the costs order, but importantly does not establish any particular starting point or presumption. The question of this costs ruling then went before the Court of Appeal who set aside the order and held that there should be no costs order against the Competition and Markets Authority. The reasoning was that the Appeal Tribunal had ignored a general legal principle established in the case of Bradford Metropolitan District Council and Booth from the year 2000 that states that when there is no default position set out in the wording for applying costs orders, the starting point should be that no such order should be made against a public body when that body is either bringing or defending proceedings that relate to the exercise of its statutory function. The only time this principle from Booth should be departed from is when the public body has acted in an unreasonable way, but that was not the case here. Pfizer then appealed that verdict from the Court of Appeal to the Supreme Court, and that is where we pick things up. The justices held that there was no general rule that every public body should enjoy protection from costs orders whenever they lose a case. The point of Booth is that when a court or tribunal is considering the making of a costs award, an important factor to consider is the risk that there will be a so-called chilling effect on the conduct of the public body if costs are routinely made against them when they have acted in a reasonable fashion. Whether or not there is such a risk depends on the facts and circumstances of the public body in question, and the type of decision that it is defending. In other words, it shouldn't just be assumed that there is such a risk because a public body is acting in the public interest. Furthermore, in any given case, the court or tribunal in question is always best placed to assess if there is a chilling effect, although that is subject to the supervision of the appellate courts. In this case, the Competition Appeal Tribunal was best placed to assess this risk and applied the general rule that the tribunal uses when deciding appeals brought under the Competition Act 1998, which is that the unsuccessful party will pay the costs of the successful party, otherwise known as costs follow the event. The Supreme Court noted that this is a long-established starting point and reflects the discretion offered to the appeal tribunal. Another relevant factor is that the Competition and Markets Authority can set off any adverse costs order against the income it receives from fines it imposes on companies for breach of competition law. 
In other words, there is not a great risk of the authority becoming more reticent to exercise its public function, because a costs order has been made against it. In fact, costs follow the event works well in this context because it forces the public body to be disciplined in its approach to cases, instead of just handing out fines willy-nilly. The justices took time to look at the way in which the Competition Appeal Tribunal makes costs awards, and found that it does regularly tailor its decisions in ways that ensure the process is fair. A balance has to be achieved between ensuring that there is a robust competition law regime, and offering justice to those appealing against decisions and the case law of the appeal tribunal does this in a sophisticated way. With this in mind, Pfizer's appeal was allowed and the appeal tribunal was correct to apply an approach whereby costs follow the event. And I have to say that I am actually pleasantly surprised by the decision in this case. During my recent analysis of the Reed Court, I found that the trend for the Supreme Court of late was to side with public authorities, and there was a good argument for them to do so again here. After all, these bodies spend a lot of time involved in litigation, and it is easy to predict that if they became subject to costs orders, then it would have the chilling effect described by Lady Rose in her lead judgment, whereby such bodies become loath to bring cases in the first place, and therefore do not execute their public function. Of course, that prediction is a dramatic over-exaggeration, and it's pleasing to see the justices recognise this. The extent to which there is a deterrence to the public body depends on the facts of the case, and it is right that the tribunal or court making the decision is able to take all of these factors into account before making a costs order. Granting an almost blanket immunity from costs, which was how the Court of Appeal interpreted Booth, would swing things too far in the other direction. Public bodies would not have to worry about the quality of the cases that they bring and their chances of success. Instead, they could take a shotgun approach and just see what sticks. Now, thanks to this case, the courts and tribunals can continue to take a sensible approach where they account for all of the circumstances before making a final decision. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks, including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. This week in the newsletter, we talked about the recently revealed publishing policy from the National Archives in relation to its new case law service. And we also talked about the decision of the Metropolitan Police in relation to the Sarah Everard vigil. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!